This is the TV Podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott. Now, uh, the voice on BBC One, uh, the new judges, Kylie Minogue, it's added two million viewers. They're calling it the Kylie Effect. So, you know, has she improved it for you? Are you now a fan? She's got to have had some impact, hasn't she? She's got a, a huge fan base. Kylie is getting half a million a series. The BBC say that's worth it because she's brought an extra two million viewers. Now, uh, today, Zoe Ball has been given her own spin-off. She's going to be hosting a spin-off nightly version of The Voice. Will you be watching? I think that's uh, incredibly imaginative casting, don't you? <laughs> oh, she does that other spin-off show. Let's give her another. Um... No, I think I think it's a mistake. I think it could be overkill. I don't see it doing as good business as uh, Strictly It Takes Two. So I think they're trying to... Ju- the thing is, you're just going back to something you said a moment ago about Kylie getting half a million a series uh, and she's adding two million to the viewership and that's good for business. It's not good for business. What does the BBC get out of an extra two million viewers apart from taking viewers from ITV? I'm not sure. I don't get it. Is this a joke? Uh, I thought, oh, no, no I, don't, I don't get it. You know, the BBC say, oh, we've got an extra two million viewers. Well, brilliant, but how does that represent value for money for the for, for the people who pay the licence fee? I, I don't I, get it. I think what it is is it's saving face because they obviously spent a lot of money well, on a format that they had to bring back. And I think they have to show that there's some improvement on what was originally quite a bad decision. So if they say it's increased by two million, they can say that's an improvement. You could have put any big star on that panel and it would have increased the ratings, truthfully, couldn't it? Christopher Lilly crap. <laughs> oh, from uh, oh, uh, the Venture Ghost. No. Oh. No. No, he, he used to do kids' shows, oh. but uh, Christopher Lilly, you're thinking of Timothy Claypole. Oh, I, I am. I'm always thinking about Timothy Claypole. So who's, who's Christopher Lilly crap? He was this guy with curly hair and big eyes. Well, he sounds yeah. like a real character, a bit like you, Greg. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> just talking to judges, by the way, it was confirmed this week that Simon Cowell is to return to X Factor, uh, X Factor UK. And the great quote, <laughs> the great quote of this week, right? Simon Cowell, before there was an announcement, an announcement from Fox TV in America, Simon yeah. Cowell said, I'm resting X Factor USA. And then about six hours later, Fox said, we're axing it. We're acting it back to USA. So. It's a good job they got the press releases in the right order, isn't it? My, my, yeah, fa- my really. favourite press release was the one where he said, I'm returning to the UK because now I'm a full-time dad. <laughs> but the yes, funny thing yes. is, his, his girlfriend lives in New York. Nobody pointed that out. Yeah, he's going to be a dad by Skype. (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, before we move on, uh, the famous Christopher Lillycrap has just joined us in the studio, Greg. All right, Chris. (laughs) He's going to sing a song for you. This is called A Dark, Dark Tale. And the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Oh. Right, (laughs) stop stop it, stop it quick, because that's not not the kid's version. I've got to tell you, he left kids' TV because his career started (laughs) on a downward slide. He went into adult entertainment, and that's one of the... We can't play that. Are you serious? No. Oh. Oh. (laughs) It's only a chair. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> uh, Christopher Lillycrab there. Christopher Lillycrab. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, so, uh, moving on. Now, we were talking about X Factor. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, Cowell is returning. Do you think the new series will be better? He, is, he does make it better, honestly, doesn't he? He brings something to it, doesn't he? He does have something that nobody else has, uh, probably £300 million in the bank. But, uh, yeah, he, d- he does have that... I find him 
a lot more smug than he used to be, but then again, he's got every right to be because of the success that he's had off the back of other people. Uh, yeah, I can see viewership going up. I do think that certain aspects of the show in general need refreshing, but uh, who am I to say? Who am I to say? It's the decision <laughs> of Mark Sidaway. Morning, Mark. Now, Greg, you obviously, you were, I mean, not many people know this, but you were actually a warm-up man on X Factor once. Oh, that was ridiculous, that was. That was absolutely crazy. Uh, I'll give the very brief version of this. I went along, because I'm, I'm, I'm mates with uh, Roycey, the warm-up man, who's done it for 10 years, and I said, I want to bring my kids along to boot camp in Liverpool. And he said, all right, then. So we went along, we sat in the audience, 10 minutes to go before recording was due to start. I get a phone call from Ian. My train's broken down. I'm in a taxi. I'm in crew. Remember, this is in Liverpool. Mm. So he said, um, I've had a word with Mark, the producer. You're on. In, <laughs> you're on as soon as possible. And so from sitting down, ready to watch it, I was on stage warming up 5,000 people <laughs> at the wow. Liverpool Lecco Arena. And it was just, you didn't have time to get nervous. It was just a case of, right, you're on. But just that imagine it. It, just imagine if Gary had fallen sick as well and you'd, you'd have to, have, you know, step in well, for him. I did stick something questionable in his Fanta in the hope that he was going to puke up, but uh, no. Was this a body work. part? Charlie, stop dreaming about me again. <laughs> it's all this talk of Christopher Lilly crap. I know, he, he does stir the emotions, doesn't he? Just my imagination. Christopher Lilly crap, so, um, now, Greg, obviously, you're also a warm-up man on Take Me Out, um, one of ITV's most important Saturday night shows. Now, Take Me Out seems to go from strength to strength. Do you think it's because the host talks to us like babies? <laughs> um, well, you're saying it goes from strength to strength. It, it likes Splash because of the voice it has been dipping uh, this series. It's gone below four million. Will it get another series? I don't know. They tried the series. They tried the format in America. Oh. It lasted for one season. Um, I think it was I taken off, actually, after a few episodes in the States. Oh, was it cut short even before the end yeah. of the run? Now, you Greg, you, you and I are very old men. We're on, the, yes. we're on the outskirts of society. No one cares about us, but Simone Farragut, who's joining us in the studio, she's a young oh, lady, and she is the perfect demographic for that show, and she really enjoys it. She loves that show. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. What is it about it that you like so much, Simone? Um, I like being talked to you like I'm a little baby. A little baby. A little baby! <laughs> <laughs> Greg, can you, can you do an impersonation of the host? You're very good at impersonations. <laughs> Let the J see the clock. <laughs> oh, wow! It was almost like... Spaghetti, see the bolognese. <laughs> I always like that. Who writes that for him? Don't you feel like with Paddy, don't you feel like the whole show is built around Peter Kay and he said no at the last minute? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Well, who's that Paddy guy? It's like, you know, there's a commercial for broadband and they've got this kind of cut price Peter Kay. Have you seen it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It is. It's like they got a pound land Peter K. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, so two, two quick things. Uh, Claudia Winkleman's back on uh, BBC Two with a new series of Great British Sewing Bee. Excited much? I'm wondering where the Great British franchise is going to run out. Because, oh, Great British Bake Off, big success. Let's see what else we can do. Great British sewing. Uh, let's have a spin-off of that with Zoe Ball. Great British quilt making. Oh, let's go, uh, uh, you know, Great British what? Great British spot welding. Great <laughs> British fence building. Great British plumbing. <laughs> 
blancmange mixing. Well, let's say let's say that Jay Hunt is listening to the show. She's a big fan of you, and she's decided to give you something called the Great British What? What would you do? The Great British Wedge. The whoa! I like. What would that be about? Anything you like. The Great British Wedge. You see, this is it. We can on the casting call. We can ask people to define wedge in any way they want, <laughs> and uh, they can say, "I've got a Great British Wedge." I like and that. We, we can film them wedging. Great British Wedge. And finally, uh, this week there's a new series of first dates on uh, Channel 4 on Thursday. Um, would you ever go on that show? Obviously, you're a happily married man, but yeah. you know, would you ever go on first? Can you imagine if they'd filmed your first ever date and put it on TV? What, what, what would that be like? It would, say, it, would, it would consist of me asking a girl out, uh, her saying yes, we go on the date. Three minutes later, I'd be sat in a corner crying. <laughs> and so was she. That was the TV podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott.